My approach is very unique to me. It has evolved over years of working with a lot of different horses, trying a lot of different things, making a lot of mistakes, being pressured to push horses through things, even if my gut told me it wasn't the right approach. Welcome to the Dressage Connection podcast, where we are demystifying dressage training so your connection with your horse can flourish and you can start making sustainable momentum in your riding. I'm your host, Beth Carter, an Australian dressage trainer, coach, and the human behind BC Performance Horses with a passion for making correct dressage training understandable and accessible for every horse and rider. I believe that every horse benefits from dressage training, and I believe that it is possible to develop a horse that produces high quality work that scores well while still having an epic connection with your horse. I'm here to help you build foundations that will support you through the levels, own your role as your horse's trainer, and fall back in love with riding your horse. So put your foot in the stirrup, and let's build that dressage connection. Hello, and welcome back to the Dressage Connection podcast. Today, I want to talk about how I approach training young horses. If you've been listening to this podcast from the start, first of all, thank you. (laughs) And second of all, you'll know that my approach to training has been shaped by my time working in Germany and for some of our top riders here in Australia. But I also have a background in horsemanship, which has really helped me understand horse body language and horse psychology. There are a lot of different approaches that people take with young horses. I have seen quite a few ways that I have liked and even more that just haven't resonated with me. My approach is very unique to me. It has evolved over years of working with a lot of different horses, trying a lot of different things, making a lot of mistakes, being pressured to push horses through things, even if my gut told me it wasn't the right approach. I took note of the horse's responses to all of these things. What did they respond well to? What didn't they respond well to? Why was that? I really started thinking about the horse psychology of it all, especially with the three and four-year-olds. I started thinking, how can I give them the best start to their riding career? And what are they actually capable of giving me? We probably all know, well, I hope you all know, especially if you are the owner of a young horse, that These young horses don't have the biggest attention span, especially the three and four-year-olds. They don't yet have the capacity to be able to process too many things at one time. So if you throw too many things at them or you expect too much of them too soon, it is really easy for them to get overwhelmed. They're also nowhere near fully developed physically, so you need to take into account that they are physically weaker than an older horse. So what does this mean for their training? With the babies, I like to keep their sessions short and sweet so they aren't having to concentrate for too long at a time and so so that they don't become too physically fatigued. Because a horse that ends their training session still feeling good is a horse that is going to enjoy their training. Whereas a horse that ends every session feeling exhausted mentally and physically is probably going to become sore and sour, which is not a great start to your horse's ridden career. I also like to make sure the horses are feeling confident at every single step before moving on to the next one, no matter how small or insignificant it seems. For example, if I'm working with a horse that is struggling to be able to position their body in the right way and walk, I'm not going to ask them to position their body the right way in canter. 
Instead, we are going to take the time to make sure the horse is able to give me what I want in walk before I ask for it in trot and then canter. To achieve this, maybe I'll even take a step back to help the horse become stronger and more confident in the step before this thing, before I ask for the next step. A time when I will always take a step back in the horse's training and work on something that I know that they know how to do confidently is when the horse is having a bad day where the head just isn't all there. If the horse is having a bad day, don't make that day a day to ask for a new thing because it's probably not going to go right and their little baby brain is probably not going to be able to process it even if it does go right. I know a lot of people don't think that they can ask their horse to use their body correctly right from the beginning of their training. There's a lot of talk about putting miles on or exposing them to different things before you can actually teach them anything. If you've worked with me before, either online or in person, I will have told you that every single time you do anything with your horse, you are training them which means there's no such thing as doing miles or exposure training without actually training your horse. You're just training them to do the wrong things. If you're listening to this and thinking, oh no, this is what I've been doing with my horse. I don't want you to beat yourself up. We are all doing the best that we can with our horses with the knowledge that we have. But now let me tell you why I really hate this mentality. Your horse doesn't understand the difference between now we're training and now we're just doing whatever, especially when you're starting your horse from the beginning, because at that time they are really influenced by everything you ask them to do and remembering it so that they can give it to you again next time. You have to remember these young horses, they're like enthusiastic little kids who want to show off all the cool things they can do to you. So if you're starting with a blank slate, why wouldn't you start it off the right way? Teach them to position their body correctly, respond off your aids, work through the connection. It doesn't doesn't that make so much more sense than teaching it not how you want it at first, just for the sake of getting them going as quickly as possible, then flipping the board upside down and changing the rules of the game just as your horse is starting to get confident. I have a young horse in training at the moment, a three-year-old, that was started in a way that really didn't promote him using his body correctly. He had not been taught how to go straight or work through the connection or anything like that. Then after that, he was ridden for a whole year with no breaks just to add miles. After that year under saddle with no boundaries, no guidelines and a whole lot of exposure training, which I'll get to in a minute why it's so important to have good foundations first. The owner sent him to me and asked me to teach him to use his body correctly and This is the best thing she could have done. On arrival, this horse had zero top line and one of the biggest undernecks I've ever seen, which tells me that he has been carrying himself around hollow using the muscles at the bottom of his neck, not his top line muscles, which would have had a bunch of physical ramifications on his back health, especially at such a young age if she'd continued working him like this. So before I even thought about getting on, I took this horse right back to basics on the lunge to first develop some top line so that he had some muscles to support me when I sat on him and to develop his actual ability to work through the connection and to work straight, which is something he'd never had to do before. I do want to note there is a huge stigma around lunging that you just have to use it to get energy out of your horses and that's the only thing it's good for. 
That is not what I use it for at all. Sure, it gives the horse a chance to move their body and get any kinks out before I get on if they need to. But my horses are never, ever, ever just bolting around out of control or crazy on the lunge. They are working as I would like them to under saddle or in the very early stages of their training, they're working step by step towards that goal. Anyway, the lunging phase with his horse was going fine. He was working through the connection. He could have been a bit straighter, but I wasn't too stressed about it. His top line was improving. I felt he was strong and confident enough to, in the new positioning to carry me as a rider. Well, when I got on, this horse had a tantrum. He threw every trick he knew at me to tell me this is not how he knows how to be ridden. And he was so tense. Any tiny distraction and I just completely lost his brain. He was just not listening. There was no one home inside his head. I could have just locked myself in the saddle and showed him who's boss and forced him through the situation. But I knew doing that was just going to band-aid the issue. It was only going to suppress his feelings for, for them to pop up again later. He wasn't going to know how to deal with them and learn a cue to be able to relax. Instead, I allowed him to process his feelings. I identified that he wasn't comfortable positioning his shoulders intentionally. And I took a step back and I just started long reining him. The long reins allowed me to be super intentional about how I positioned his shoulders while guiding him through his tantrums without him also having to carry me on his back, which is super hard for a baby horse. So when I sat down, finally did sit on him again, he had all the tools to carry himself straight and carry himself in the right way. And all of a sudden he was a hundred times more willing and relaxed. When he gained confidence in walk, we applied the same principle in trot. And then at the time I'm recording this podcast episode, we are developing the same concept into canter. Now, instead of fighting me, he loves his training sessions and is actually starting to feel confident and relaxed underneath me instead of a ticking time bomb waiting to go off. Developing these tools are going to give him such a great head start in his life because he already has the right foundations installed. And everything else will just be a matter of building on them. Now, I just want to take a moment to talk about overexposing young horses. This is also known as flooding. I get it. You have a baby horse. You want to expose them to as many situations as possible so that all the crazy things they'll have to deal with in life are just normal to them, which is great. I do a lot of this sort of thing with my young horses, too. Where people go wrong, though, is... They add in too many new things at once without giving the the horse a chance to deal with their feelings. Now, you may be listening to this and thinking, yeah, my horse is fine. I just threw him on the float and took him to the local show for their first ever outing and they didn't put a foot wrong. They're so quiet. And maybe this is the, the case. But more likely, it is the case that there was so many things going on. The rides, the rings, the loudspeaker, the other horses that your horse didn't process because remember baby brain. So instead of actually processing or spooking, they just shut down. This is why I like to expose or desensitize my young horses step-by-step in a place they feel safe first so that they develop the tools to cope with something scary in a safe environment. Once we have those tools in place, then I will change the location. 
Say you're going to a big young horse show like Dressage with the Stars here in Australia, which is a notoriously scary arena. Which horse is going to have a better response? The horse that has only ever competed outdoors in a small venue with no crowd and barely any other horses in the warm-up? Or the horse that has been slowly desensitized to being ridden indoors with music playing and other horses being ridden and people yelling and running around them? Of course it's going to be the second horse. Sure, some horses will hold it together and it won't have a huge effect on them, but for most horses, especially the more sensitive horses, it will create a problem where they will feel overwhelmed in that environment and that tension will build up until there's a big problem. Maybe it will happen in that one show. Maybe it'll happen over multiple shows. Either way, wouldn't you want to prepare your horse to be able to relax in that environment if you know you're going to be taking them into it? If not only for the fact that if your horse is relaxed, they're going to perform better. All of this being said, let me talk you through my process and priorities working with young horses. Before I even sit on a horse for the first time, they need to feel confident and relaxed in going forward in a consistent rhythm in all three paces, working through the connection, and there should be some kind of straightness. I teach this first through very specific lunging and long reining. Why I prioritize these things before I even sit on the horse is because it's actually easier for the horse to carry me if I can position their body correctly. Plus, they can or if they can already do it on the ground, I just have to be able to access it under saddle. I don't have to teach it from scratch because, again, it is hard for a baby horse to balance with you on their back. Why not make it easy for them to just do the things? Once I sit on the horse, they need to feel comfortable. I don't want to have to sit there like a statue and not be able to move because it might scare the horse. I can't be able, I don't want to be able to not put my leg on or not be able to move my arms because the horse will explode. So if your horse isn't confident with that, it's important you take the time to make sure they're comfortable before you do anything else. Then we establish those foundations I just discussed at a walk then a trot, then a canter in both directions, working on getting the horse responsive, as responsive to my aids as possible. Then we add in different environments or scary things under saddle because now that they have the confidence in what they're doing to be able to process a new thing without also having to process that there is a human doing weird things on their back. From there, we keep building step-by-step step, asking for the next thing in their training and in their exposure. If you take the time to take everything in your young horse's training step by step and just make sure they feel confident before moving on to that next step, then you're going to produce a horse that is willing to offer you the things you want because those things feel good for your horse and your horse wants to make you happy. At the end of the day, 99% of horses want to do the right thing. This doesn't mean you're never going to have setbacks. As they start getting into what I like to call the teenage phase, they're going to start to feel a little bit more confident and sassy and they may try and see where the boundaries are. But if you just keep your training and your boundaries consistent, then your horse is just going to quickly realize that it's easier to just do what you're asking of them. My process with young horses may take a little bit longer than other processes, other people's processes, but in the long run, it is going to be the more streamlined process. 
Because if you take the time to set your young horse up to feel confident and solid in the foundations right from the beginning, then they're never going to know another way. So right away, this is the normal way and they're going to feel strong and confident in doing it the right way. I really do see the results in the horses I train when I train them out of confidence instead of fear or force. And it is so freaking rewarding. If you like what you've heard in this episode for your young horse, I do take on young horses for training and starting. Just get in touch with me via the details in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Dressage Connection podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes and leave a rating, review, or share a screenshot of this episode to your stories to help more people find their dressage connection. You can always reach out to me on Instagram with any questions about anything we've covered on the podcast, your own riding journey, or just to say hi at bc.performancehorses. You can also get the latest info about how you can work with me on website bcperformancehorses.com i can't wait to hang out with you in the next episode but in the meantime go on and build that beautiful dressage connection 